about that al late friday night early sunday morning for you we're all busy today you got a laker game tonight i got the rams pregame show starting at three o'clock and 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 yeah emily when can we uh let everybody know when we're doing the sandwich when is that uh when is that something we can announce uh we can do it right now it's gonna we, be this thursday it's official so it is it's it official? Is official it's this thursday what so an awful this Thursday, Howlin' Rays is bringing us Al. the Howlin' version of their chicken sandwich. Yep. And I will send um, all of my medical correspondence directly to you, Slew, or should I send yep. it to your attorney, or how would you like to handle this? Um, make me your emergency contact. <laughs> I'll make you my emergency contact, so we're both just screwed the whole way. Oh, do we? Em, do we know when we're doing that? Like what? Yeah, we do. Show? No, no, it's we're going to do the it at the end. Of the show. Last segment. Oh, yeah. that's right. We did discuss. So that. if we have to like dip out, you know, it's the end of the show. So no, this is very strategic <laughs> because we talked about doing it on Tuesday. I'm like, no, I'm going to do Lakers talk on Tuesday. So I need Ugh. to make sure I have nothing else the rest of the day. Thursday falls into that category. Is there a Laker game Friday? Because you may still be in agony come Friday. You're making this sound. Like I this took is the rest of November off. Two. I took the rest of November off. <laughs> it might have been a good idea. We'll see. All right, so that's coming up Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, we're announcing uh, all of the information regarding our award show, which is coming up uh, Super Week, right around the Super Bowl. So yep. we're going to tell you when, where, uh, how you can get involved, how you can purchase tickets, how you can vote for the best shows, all of that stuff. That's coming up tomorrow, so make sure that you're listening to us for that. And out, help me out with this. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, all morning long on SportsCenter, and this is what they do on Monday Night Football, but it's it's Rams and Niners, Rams and yep. Niners, Rams yep. and Niners, over and over and over and over again. I, I can't tell you, oh, this is why this is going to happen, but I feel like the Rams are getting ready to put it on the 49ers tonight, and they haven't beaten them in their last four tries. Even one of those was a Nick Mullins game, but it just feels like everything that the Rams have been gearing up for and the Niners have just not been very good this season I feel like tonight might get away from San Francisco that the Rams might put it on them pretty good I think there's a couple first of all the 49ers are not that good of a team Rams have obviously proven they're one of the teams that can come out of the NFC and I don't think it'd be a shock or a surprise at all if they're in the Super Bowl um, I think there's more to it as well you lost last week on national television to the Tennessee Titans soundly and, um, and, and the Titan and by the way a lot of that had to do with Matt Stafford giving 14 points before you even blinked <laughs> to the Tennessee Titans. You're playing from behind the entire time, right? So I think there's there's part of the reason that you lost last week so this isn't like this is a trap game or everyone's feeling good about themselves. No, you got some work to do. And, Trav, I mean, you and I were talking about it a little bit earlier. I have no idea who's going to come at I, – I, all I know is this in the NFC. Arizona got – shellacked yesterday by Carolina, okay, and yes. w with Cam Newton. Yes. Um, Dallas has had bad losses, even though they took care of business yesterday. Tampa Bay lost to, to the Washington, team. right, to they Washington the football, football team. team. Yeah. So, so you have, you know, these teams that you thought were going to continue to be in the mix. They're going to kind of – they're going to up the ante every single week. The reality is this is – not just a critical game for the Rams, but a great opportunity for the Rams as well. What you don't want is this. You were watching that game yesterday. Seattle goes to Green Bay. Mm -hmm. Did you see the weather? I don't know what it looks like. I, I, let me just <laughs> let me let me put it this way. I can walk outside right now, and it's probably 80 degrees in, the in shade. Pasadena right now. <laughs> yeah, it was gross this week. In, in, in Los Angeles, California. That's the, that's the, the weather here. Do you think that? 
the Green Bay Packers don't have it in their mind. Um, if we can make the Los Angeles Rams come to Lambeau Field at some point in January, how big of an advantage that would be. So just to answer your question about why you think the Rams are going to go and handle business against the 49ers tonight, mm-hmm. I'm with you. And I think a lot of these things come into play. What we got a chance to watch yesterday, knowing where everybody is in the NFC, I, I think that adds to it on top of the loss last week to the Titans. So you're right about the, the Green oh, I appreciate Bay that. Weather. Thank you. What, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh Here's the the only team that I think feels comfortable about going to Green Bay and winning a game there is Tampa. A because they did it last year. Yeah. And B Tom Brady is from outdoor area, outside cold weather New England. So cold weather is not going to bother Tom Brady. He's proven it time and time again. But think about who's left. You're talking about the Rams. They yep. play inside. You're talking about Arizona. They play inside. You're talking about Dallas. They play inside. You're the the other teams that are at the top of the pyramid do not want to go in there. I, I, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, you saw, I always kind of think about, yeah, I wonder what it would be like to live in a place with weather. Here's, here's where I've lived. I lived in Los Angeles, that's Phoenix, tough. and Houston. Oof. Okay, so the, oh, I, basically, weather... basically Moscow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been to Moscow in the summer. It was beautiful. But um, it's it's all warm weather, right? So mm-hmm. I always kind of like, I wonder what it would be like to live somewhere where it gets a little cold, the leaves change, all this stuff. And then I see Green Bay on TV yesterday, and it's snow flurries in the middle of November. I'm like, Nah, I'm good. Who was it that had his <laughs> shirt off warming up? You guys know what I'm talking about? I don't, I don't know who it was, but they showed um I think it was a dude from Seattle. Just, was it Bakhtiari? Or is it I don't, I'm not sure, but the dude just had his shirt off. Was it just DK warming Metcalf? up? Because I wouldn't own shirts if I looked like him. I just that's, go everywhere. That's a good shirtless. point. No, it's bigger than DK. <laughs> um I I, I I couldn't agree with you more that just kind of looking at the weather and by the way, that's what you want. When you got a team using the Rams as an example, um that that's a squad that can go out there on any given night and Matt Stafford could throw for three or four touchdowns and Cooper Cup can come out with 150 yards and yeah. it could look pretty while they're doing it. You want, you want to make it as ugly as possible. I want, okay, so I'm going to help out people that are watching the game tonight. Maybe you're watching it with friends or you're going to get a bar watching it and whatnot. This will come up at some point during the broadcast tonight. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Somebody is going to say, boy, that rivalry between Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay sure is something, isn't it? Boy, these guys came in at the same year and just keep going back and forth with one another. Wow, what a, what a great rivalry that they were on the same staff in Washington and now they're competing in the NFC West. It's just, wow, wow. No, no, it's just not true. It's just definitively not true. You're right, Shanahan's won the last four against him. <laughs> You're oh, right. snap. You're right, and they've both been to the Super Bowl and they both mm-hmm. lost. How many in five years we're, we're going to take this season? Well, let's use this season. In six yep. years, how many times do you think Sean McVay's had a winning record? Uh, I'm going to go with six seasons. Six seasons. In six seasons, how many times has Kyle Shanahan had a winning record? I have a feeling it's not going to help the other side of the argument, so I'm going to skip that question. Once. Once. They've had, had a winning win- record of once? Once. He's had one wow. the, the year they went to the Super Bowl. They were, year. Tw- they were twelve and four. Had a great season. Go to the Super- by the way, had a chance to beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You know, if Jimmy Garoppolo hits that pass, they may win that game, and we're having a slightly different conversation. But Sean McVay is fifty and twenty three in his head coaching career. Fifty and twenty three. Kyle Shanahan's thirty two and forty. Stop. This this is not a rivalry. The Niners have given the Rams a hard but time. But people, are people making the argument yeah, that's a rivalry? Because I, I don't feel like – that didn't even time. really cross my mind. I know there's some good tie-ins between the two franchises and their coaching, but I, I wouldn't – I don't know. I wouldn't look at it as a rivalry. Yeah, I, I don't either, but it gets put out there like it's just definitively true. that these Because they were – 
on the same coaching staff in Washington, because they both came to the NFC West at the same time, because they both took over teams that were terrible, and they both took a team to the Super Bowl in relatively short order, they're looked at as equitable. The, the 49ers are nowhere. They stink right now. All the draft picks that they've used on guys over the last several years, almost without exception, have not panned out. The Rams have been good. The worst season the Rams have had under Sean McVay was 9-7, and seven, and they missed the playoffs by one game. 9-7, and seven, missed the playoffs by one game. Kyle Shanahan's got four out of five complete losing seasons, and he's losing again this year. There's no rivalry here. The Niners give the Rams a little bit of a hard time, but organizationally, they're not even on the same planet. And I, I, I really do think Sean McVay is going to have a little something for tonight. I, I know I've said that before. I know that I kind of am optimistic that he's going to do it, but they're 16-5 yeah. after a loss, mm-hmm. and I think tonight is the night where they look pretty sharp. Let me, let me say this. As far as rivalry or Niners and – Literally, it could it could not be more irrelevant coming into tonight's game. If you're the Rams, go take care of business. Go handle uh, – you have some much tougher matchups coming up here in the second half of the schedule. Go take care of business up in San Francisco. Uh, keep yourself on par with where Green Bay and with Arizona is. All three of all three of those teams would become eight and two if the Rams win. That's all you care about. You're not paying attention. You just happen to be playing the 49ers in Week Ten. But the reality is, I, I don't think that's a conversation. Nor should it be. Like you know, you said something a couple times about Sean McVay that I, I think actually can hurt the Rams and can hurt Sean McVay down the road. Is when you say, well, he not only wants to win, he wants to win his way. Enough of that. And that crap is so irrelevant in the big picture. If he's trying to send a message to Shanahan, to, why? Go get your W. They're not even in the picture. They're not even in the picture in the in the uh, NFC West. Go handle business and move on. You become 8-2 and two with the Packers in, the, in, in Arizona. It's a tough one. I, I, I agree with you. It shouldn't factor in. You know, I – this is the way that They're I want to win the game. It's not the same level. It's I, not. I, I mean, it's I not agree. like both teams no, have I'm, the same record. I'm not even talking about like the Niners for uh, Rams thing. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Sean McVay wanting to win his way, right? Because mm-hmm. there, there does seem to be an occasion, and it doesn't happen every week. Because look, here, here this is the other weird thing about the Rams. They're seven and two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, yep. we we talk about like, oh, you know, well, we got to we got to bounce back. They're seven and two. Everybody, calm down. If they mm-hmm. they win tonight, they're gonna have a bye week coming up. Yep. And then they're gonna go to Green Bay. You win that game in Green Bay, you are back on top of the NFC West standings potentially, or excuse me, the NFC a conference potentially. You still have Arizona coming up on a Monday night. You can even the ledger against those guys. The Rams still entirely control their own dead. This is not the Chargers who are five and four and fighting with a bunch of other five and four. The Rams have separated themselves from everybody in the division with the exception of Arizona. But there does seem to be those times where, um, just run the ball, dude. Let's just let's just run the yeah. ball and win this game and get out of here. And I get it. They they kind of go together. This belief in yourself, this belief in your system, your this belief in I look, I'm as prepared as anybody. This is going to work as opposed to yeah, it's not really working, but this other thing is let's go do it. It's just they, they kind of go together. It's very hard to just put your ego aside. And I'm not talking about him specifically, Sean McVay. I'm talking about anybody that's wildly successful because my way does work. I've proven that it works. Why would I stop doing it my way? It's a it's a tricky proposition. But, but it's also part of the winning recipe is when you could put your ego to the side 
and you know say, okay, well, I've done it this way all the time, and I'm just going to keep doing it, even though it's not working in this specific game, it does take something to put your ego to the side and say, okay, well, because of the way the game is being played, because whatever the circumstances are, right, he can put his ego to the side and win also a different type of way. It, it, it kind of raises his profile as well that it's not just, okay, well, I win it. Uh, simply because I'm I'm somebody that likes to throw the ball, and obviously that's that's the the strengths of what the Rams have. Yeah, they, I, I'm interested to see how OBJ looks tonight too. I'm I'm optimistic, but I'm not terribly. Um, my expectations are, are fairly low because he just hasn't been there long enough to uh, to make to, to understand what's going on. Football. I don't know if anybody understands just how complicated it is at any given time. It's it's not just hey go and run, turn around, we'll throw it to you at five yards. This isn't go catch it by the mailbox or the oak tree, and I'm going to throw it to you. There's a few more things going on in the way. All right, so that's a lot of the NFC. Al, you, you tried to tell me. I didn't listen. You tried to tell me about the Chargers. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Don't forget that Rams pregame show starts at 3 o'clock today. Get you ready for the Rams and the 49ers on Monday Night Football. Myself and Kirk. And then, Slee, you've got your uh, Laker pregame show. We'll be doing pregame shows. We'll be doing first quarter, third yeah. quarter, halftime, postgame. We've got kind of the sim- same schedule well, today. I'm a little upset at this because, you know, the Laker game is going to be on uh, Disney 11-10, yep. uh, 11-10 a.m. I thought we could just do both broadcasts at the same time. Let it be. You know, if JB's talking and Ireland's talking, let it be. Let them – let these two – compete on the same channel at the same time and you know they'll show respect for each other uh, if a big play happens in the Rams Niners game I'm sure John will take his voice down a little bit and vice versa yeah it's simulcast it's uh, though they're just one channel left channel Rams left channel uh, Lakers I think it's a good idea you uh you got out and did a little pickup run this weekend That's okay so like let, let me tell you idea. yeah that's awful idea let me tell you what happened Saturday should have had the chicken sandwich this was this was actually pretty cool. So on Saturday, there's a dude who um, is painting a lot of these just unbe- unbelievable murals around Los Angeles, um, and he's done uh, Gustavo Zermenio uh, Jr. So Carlo and I went and met him at one of his – he just did a new one with Kobe. And Kobe, it's kind of a cool – I put it up on Twitter if you guys want to see it, at Alan Sliwa. Um Saturday morning we went, we did this, and just kind of did a little profile of how long it takes to put together, why he picked this location. It was on Central and 83rd Street in South Central LA. So it's beautiful mural that's up there, Cope. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of release all this out in the next couple of weeks. So I went and did that in the morning, and then I'm like, you know what? Um, why don't I uh, just go get some shots up? I just go, you know, nothing like getting a nice little sweat in on a Saturday morning. Let's just go get some shots up. What I was un, what I was not prepared for is that there were going to be other people shooting around, and you know how it goes, Trap. You know, if if you get if there's four guys out there, it's only going to be it's within ten minutes. Somebody of the four is going to say, "Guys want you guys want to go twos? You guys want to run twos?" Okay. So there's like I think maybe six or seven guys. So there's six guys that wanted to to you know obviously play. It's kind of comical right now to watch people after COVID 
go play pickup basketball because it is, first of all, everyone who's trying to try hard, they physically can't. Like everybody is breathing <laughs> so hard and you have your mask on the entire time. It's like, no, no, I don't want fresh oxygen. Let me just keep wait, wait, reusing. Wait, wait, you you're hooping with a mask on? With a mask on, Oof. bro. Oof. With a ma- I already can't breathe. I already can't yeah. breathe. Now I'm throwing a mask on. It's like just less oxygen, you know, <laughs> the least amount of oxygen you could have. It's just comical playing. And, and, you know, eventually two guys are done. Okay, well, now you're playing twos. It's amazing how your body wants to do one thing, but or your mind Mine. wants to do one thing, but yeah. your body is like, yeah, that ain't happening, Al. I mean, the fact, like, just playing defense for two straight possessions, I felt like I was John Chin <laughs> running the L.A. Marathon. <laughs> Well, that's your first mistake is playing defense. What a terrible look. Let, let, let me let me tell you what's bad for your look. Trying. Effort. Just go out there and get your shots up. If you miss, go, eh. And if somebody goes, dude, you need to get back on D, say, nah, I'm good, man. Well, there wasn't even getting back on D. You're playing half court. You don't <laughs> well, have to yeah, do but, anything. Yeah, well, Literally, all, the only thing, man out. No, let me tell you the I only won't. thing, the only thing that three. changes when you're playing half court, okay? Either my back is facing the basket or my <laughs> chest is facing the basket. I'm literally just turning around. <laughs> Whether I'm on offense or defense. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. All right. Um, I was not at the game yesterday, but a handful of people sent me a, a, a picture oh, from How did I screw it up, bro? I screwed up. I could have bought a Vikings jersey <laughs> earlier in the week. I could uh-huh. have been out there for the first half and then you went. fit right oh, in. Oh, no, actually, I wouldn't have been able to. That's right. You, it was going on at the same time. You would have fit right in. Mm-hmm. Um so when Sunday Night Football, Rams and Tennessee Titans are playing. Yep. The uh, halftime show. Do you remember who it was? Yep. Of course. Hit me. Something dollar. Ty dollar sign. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it was huge. So, love concert. Him. Love him. Concert. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a concert taking place at halftime. Everybody's having a good time. And, you know, it's a, it's a big act, and it's taking place at halftime of the Rams. So what if you change your Twitter handle to Trav dollar sign? <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do that during the Think next you break. Think you should. Think you should. Yesterday, got a handful of pictures on Twitter from people mm-hmm. um, saying, hey, Trav, you should have been at the Chargers game today. You know what the halftime show at the Chargers-Vikings yesterday was yesterday, according to people on Twitter who sent uh, the picture? Jay-Z. Not Jay-Z. Uh, Nas. Not, not Kendrick Lamar. Not Nas. No. None of Beyonce. Them. Not Beyonce. Adele. The Arcadia High School marching band. So... If, if you ever needed to know okay, the difference I, between the Chargers and them, now, let me be clear. I wasn't yeah. there. I yes. don't know. And maybe yeah. there was something else in addition to the Apache marching band. I, it could have been. I don't know. But one has a concert and the other has uh, Travis Rogers' alma mater marching band. Well, the Chargers Steelers game. Viking fans. Chargers Steelers game next week will also be. This was a home and home. So the marching band comes <laughs> to SoFi, and then next week the Chargers will go to their football stadium. They're going to use their high school football stadium. Here's Brandon Staley yesterday. I'm playing in front of you know 50,000 Viking fans yesterday. It has more to do with the teams that we're playing. Uh, we need to execute better. The opposing crowd has no factor in our success. It's more about the Chargers and our level of execution. How incredibly disheartening must that be for Brandon Staley and for Anthony Lynn when yeah. he was the coach of the Chargers and, and whoever else is going to get it eventually to have to constantly ask ask the que- or be answered the ask the question have to answer. Yeah. Um, what's it like playing seventeen road games a year? 
What 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 an unbelievably so, depressing thing to have to deal with. I know it's the reality of it all, and you can't really change it. And yes, Charger fans, I know that there are twenty or thirty thousand of you that are very diehard and very vocal and very loud. The problem is the building holds seventy five thousand, mm-hmm. and and it's filled with the guys from the other team. Steelers, like you mentioned, now come in next weekend. Oh, that place is going to be all sil- oh. uh, all all yellow and black, yellow and gold. It's it's black and yellow. That will just you. You're absolutely you. take over SoFi Stadium. And, and here's Trav, here's the reality. Um, you know, listen, okay, it might sound like, oh, well, you know, you guys are bringing that up again. It's kind of old news. It is every single week that it happens. It is a storyline. It is, right? Because you just mentioned this. Reporters ask, hey, I because know there were a the lot game. of Viking fans that were at the game. And uh, what was it? What was it a couple weeks ago you were saying they were going to a silent count or something along yeah, those lines? Yeah, when they played the Patriots. <laughs> okay, they were going to a silent count at SoFi. It does affect the game, you know, in a weird way. So last night we got also we got a chance to watch. Uh, Lakers had the afternoon game, so I'm kicking back here. So I'm watching Chiefs and the Raiders, watching my Chicago Bulls take on the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Um, <laughs> there, there was there was a moment yesterday where you know the Chiefs now are back atop the division. Um, Actually, in a weird way, if I'd have told you that the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos are all within one game of the division um, 10 weeks into the NFL season or nine, whatever, 10 weeks in, I think all of them would have taken it. You know, so. Well, I'm I'm saying except the Chiefs, other than Chiefs, right? Sure. I think all of them them would have taken it. So I I think there is going to be, you know, now that we kind of look at the the Chargers have come back to reality. Justin Herbert, by the way, has come back to reality. He's had a couple, you know, weeks in a row where he's had, he's been a very average quarterback. Um, But the, the AFC West as a whole, as much as we're seeing the Chiefs stock starting to rise, and the rest of the AFC West start to decline, I think all of them would have taken the position that they're in other than the Chiefs. It's going to be a part of the story because it's a part of the game. When you cannot run your offense the way you would like to run it because there's crowd noise at home, mm-hmm. it, it affects the game. It's not well, just a. It's not just visual. Careful when you say home. You know, it, it's a, there, it, <laughs> not on is, the road. Is that a better a, way of characterizing? There's a it? rent agreement in place that uh, gets Venmoed. The monthly rent is also sent to Stan Kroenke every month. It's Venmo yeah. over. Go back to that Monday night game, right, against the mm-hmm. Raiders. when the Char- And the Chargers looked really good that night. They won the game. They looked really good. But what was the first thing Justin Herbert said after the game when asked about the Oh, it's just the way we like it. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Stop. <laughs> Nobody likes 50,000 fans from the other team at oh, home. And it's you know, what I, you know what I did not realize? I did not realize that that Chargers-Steelers game – is the Sunday night game. Oh, yeah. Oh, forget about it. Yeah, yeah. that's just – National that's, TV and uh, – Yeah, not good. Not good. There's going to be terrible towels all over SoFi Stadium, and that's just the, the, the way that's going to Would go. appreciate Back. an invitation from a Steeler fan, but, you know, <laughs> guess Back I'm not invited. Cap. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Speaking of the Rams and the Niners tonight, Al, it looks like Vaughn Miller. We may get to see him for the first time in a Rams uniform. That, that's exciting. I just hope that he's 100% ready to go because 
whatever Vaughn Miller gives them on a Monday night in the middle of November does not mean nearly as much as what he might be able to give them in January and hopefully February. Yeah, I mean, listen, if if he's good, 100%, no issues there, sounds good. If he's not and he's laboring anything, then just wait and play it safe. You're not trying to – your season's not determined tonight. Your season will be determined as the season progresses. So. Odell's going to play tonight as well, that according to ESPN. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It's time for Fact or Cap. Welcome back, guys. Hope you guys had a light, nice weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you, Emily. Thank you. <laughs> uh, up first – you can eat before you can eat before everyone gets their food when you go out at a restaurant. Alan, is this factor cap? So this is a weird one, Trev. This is not like I think this is part of the unwritten rules. Um, I think a lot of it depends on okay, did did two people just get into their food when everything is still going on? Like if they if somebody else breaks the rule right out the gate, it changes everything. But if everybody is waiting, I think you should wait. Now, there's always one dish that they say, oh, we're just, just going to be just another couple of minutes here. We're just getting it. So by the time that person gets their dish, it's piping hot, and then yours is going to be a little bit colder. But the right thing to do the right thing to do is if everyone's waiting, you should wait as well. If everyone's going in, then I don't think – I think the rules have changed after that. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a rule follower on this one. Nobody eats until all the food's on the table. And if even someone else starts to eat, I'm not going to start. If there's – put it this way, we're out, there's eight of us, right? Yep. And seven people have their food. There's one people that do, there was one person that doesn't, and three other people have already started to mow through their entrees. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Yeah, but you're waiting already with an served. attitude. I could already see your face. You're kind of looking over at I'm them, and giving some glances. You're letting no, them I, know, like, hey, that's a that's a uh, that's a that's a coward move. Like, I could already no. see your facial expression and all that. No, I'm going to let them get really into it, and then when I see they're just about to stuff another forkful into their face, it's a no. You guys go ahead. She's still waiting over there, but you guys go ahead. You guys get started. You'd hate hate to have to wait another 38 seconds for you to get that fork full of potatoes in your mouth. You uh, you, you go ahead and do this. The Trav thing, this goes. Here's my rule. If there's a two-year-old at the table that ordered chicken nuggets and he's already in, then then it's safe. (laughs) He's not 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 waiting. But if you're 45 and you're (laughs) shoveling your entree in while two other people are waiting to get their food, bad guy move. What about if the person who hasn't got their food yet was like, oh, well, you guys go ahead, go ahead. That's different. That's different. If somebody gives you the go ahead, then you can do it. If Like to, to Al's point, if you have something that is hot and is much better eaten hot, then maybe you can start to No, I don't think it's different. I think you're either in or you're not. So now all of a sudden somebody's going to tell you, go. they're supposed to say go ahead. What are they supposed to say? Hey, no, don't eat. They're not going to say don't eat. No, but they don't have to say anything. If they say go ahead, then it's up to you. I'm still going to wait. But if they well, that's what I meant. Ahead, that's okay what I meant. If that. if they say if they say go ahead and you just say okay, here we go, and you start getting into your food, <laughs> then yeah, I'm, I'm wondering saying, a little bit I'm of your game something. plan prior. I'm still okay. you know you go ahead. She hasn't gotten hers yet, but you just go ahead. You do you. You full? You over there. Are you yeah. full? You want the dessert ready? menu? Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> you maybe what are you getting for dessert? Oh, you know, I think we're ready for the check. I think we're ready for the check. So many rules, so many rules. So I'm still learning the roads around here. Literally, like I people talk about what roads they take. I don't know what I take. I just follow my navigation blindly. Yep. So you guys could get someplace you haven't been before without using phone navigation system like Waze, Apple Maps, Google Maps, etc. Travis, this is fact or cap? Fact. I'm gonna I'm gonna strut a little bit here. I have a highly attuned sense of direction. I am very very good at those things. Like it, it, now, if you put me in, I don't. Know, I'm trying to think of a place I've never been. If you put me uh, in Philadelphia and just drop me off in the middle and said, "Hey, you need to find your way to this," I'm I got no shot. 
But if you said to me somewhere I've been even once or twice before, yeah, I'm getting where I need to go. I, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Now, don't get me wrong. I still now put it in my phone just because you don't have to think about it. But I know it's generally over there. I can, I'll can i narrow down on it. Uh, I, I don't have to have that stuff. I could do it. I, I'd be like – I'm basically Lewis and Clark with a car. He's Magellan. We found Magellan. <laughs> um, okay, so – Emily, if right now you said, "Hey, Al, uh, you got to come for the pregame show at six o'clock tonight," you know that's when the pregame show starts. But just don't bring your phone, or I didn't have my phone. I would have to figure out. A way. I'd have to pull off on the road. I'd go to a local gas station and just say, "Hey, um, just trying to get to downtown LA." Seriously? Do you know what general direction downtown LA is? You've and then that halfway. Drive- 400 times and then halfway there i'd have to also pull over this time at a 7-eleven and just say hey real quick those maps you know those guides that come can i get one of those uh okay i'm, I'm being a little ex- exaggerating coming to downtown la but bro i am so dependent on my phone when it comes to going anywhere can i get somewhere i can but it's not about the de- the destination that you're going to it's Taking the side roads, it's avoiding the traffic. It's there's so much more to it than just getting to the location you want to get to. I mean, I've drove down to San Diego 180 times. I'm gonna put it in ways because I want. Okay, should I take the five? Should I not take the five? Should I <laughs> do I use the 605 first? As in, I have. It's more about how I'm gonna to get to where I'm gonna to get to, and if it's shaving some time off. You do you need like physical landmarks like at the Red Barn? Go twenty paces and make a left, and then you're going to get to the second big rock. And there's a tree with leaves only on the left side. I stop make at every rest right stop. There. Every rest stop, I stop. <laughs> All right, this weekend I did a run in Canyon, so it was great. But I always feel like I have high hopes for hiking. I like it at first, but then mm-hmm. once I'm going straight uphill, I would rather do anything else but being hiking. But here's my statement: hiking is overrated. Travis Factor Cap. Uh, cap. I love a good hike. I really do. It's one of the few things of, of regular exercise that I get and that I deeply enjoy. Like if you put me in a gym, I can get a workout. I can get a sweat going. I can, I can do those things, but I don't like it at all. But if you give me some hills and some outside and some scenery and a little dirt trail, I'm all, I'm there for it. I love a good hike. So I, I like hikes, but they are overrated. I mean, Runyon's an interesting one. Runyon is you're pretty much done in, what does it take, 45 minutes, something along those lines. People go for hikes. Here's the one thing, and I've gone for those long hikes where they're three, four hours. Trev, I get bored. Like there's the there's the part of where you could go to Malibu and there's all these different hikes that you can go on. There's different areas of L.A. Or maybe you're not even in Los Angeles. It's different. Anytime you're going, if it's a one-hour hike, the whole time it's still kind of stimulating, right? There's, okay, I got to go this destination, whatever the case is. When it's three, four hours, I'm an hour and eight minutes in, and I'm like, so what do I do from here? What do I look at that's going to be different? That's the only thing that makes it a little bit overrated. I've got an answer for you. Think about all the things that are out there that can eat you. Then, then, then you get a little motivated. You're like if you start thinking, I am not the apex predator in this environment. There are things that can eat me out here, not that I can eat them. Right? There are mountain lions, there are bears, there are rattlesnakes, there are all sorts of things that are very, very dangerous. So just start thinking I about want, your listen, personal safety. I'm not asking for much. I just want to see waterfalls, lakes, sequoia <laughs> trees, a group of bears that wave high and go the separate direction. <laughs> That's all I want to see. I just want to be stimulated the entire time. Sup, Slee? We're just going to go over here and have a picnic with uh, Ranger Rick over here. It's all it's all good. It's all good. Love a good hike. All right. Up, last one. Uh, the crust is the best part of the pizza. Alan, is this factor cap? All right. So 
it's fact. Um, you know, when you get to just the part where it's just the bread, it's uh, it's a little depressing. You know, the the best part is getting to the crust. But I will say, Trav, you know, there's some um, there's a way to do it where you can get a little bit of crust. You can get a little bit of the of the good part of the pizza. Like there is a combination there. But the best part of the pizza, it's that first couple of bites. Get outside of the. Um, the closer you get towards the center, that's where it's going to be. You know, also the best. I I, I think the crust is uh, it comes off the bench. It's not a part of the starting lineup. <laughs> no, it look the crust is called bread. If you just want, if that's the best part, go down to the store, get a loaf of Wonder Bread. Well, here, hey, Trav, you know the, bread. the you know the funny part is when you get to the crust, I'm like, man, you know what'll go really good with this? Some cheese and some sauce. <laughs> yeah, cheese, and some sauce, additional meat, toppings, little, little veggies. You know, it'd be great on this crust: <laughs> cheese, tomato sauce, sausage, pepperoni, mushrooms, onions, and bell peppers. That'd be great on this. Which is crust, what I had to get here. Part. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's the little it's basically the speed bump to tell you you need to go get a new piece. I eat it. I'm not I'm not six. I'm not leaving all the little pieces of crust on my plate. I'll eat it because But that's can, but that says a lot about you. That you, you just basically you talk that much trash about the bread and then you're like, "Well, I'm still going to have you." I mean, don't think that you're going to go to waste. You and I have known each other for a little while now. Have yeah. you ever seen me not eat something? Yes. What was that? Yes. There was, uh, first of all, Thursday, you're not going to eat the whole sandwich <laughs> well, uh, from Howland Ray's. Yeah, because I don't want to there die. was a point, and there was a point where you went through this really weird phase where you were cutting your hamburger in half. Oh, that, you, weren't, yeah, well, I, you weren't eating everything. You know, I think I had a near-death experience because I had like two months where I couldn't eat. I don't know what it was. Not that there was anything out in the universe that might have been, you know, something like that. But I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't eat. I couldn't. I slept 19 hours a day. I'm sure it was nothing. Sure, it was to totally this day. Fun. To this day, there are people who still, um, you know, talk about it on Twitter that they lost a lot of respect for you <laughs> for those couple of weeks. Oh, that's probably you cut true your burger too. in half. Absolutely. All right, uh, Shohei Otani talking again. He's back uh, in Japan. He was doing a series of interviews, and uh, Angel fans, you are not going to like this at all. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. So this is the week, Al, where uh, Major League Baseball's awards come out. B- b- so yep. weird. Like, why, why baseball waits a month for the World Series to end and go, sure. oh, hey, remember that baseball season that happened mm-hmm. six months ago? Here, here was the best player. Well, so I the awards the like awards that. this week are for 2018? <laughs> just is that about, what they're doing? Okay, Just about, yeah. Yep. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Otani is back in Japan, and uh, he was talking, doing interviews, and mm-hmm. he, you know, I guess most of it was just kind of, you know, about his life here, asking him like when he's going to start having kids. The the media in Japan is different than the media here uh, stateside. It's it's I don't know if hey Mike Trout, good season. When are you going to have some kids? I don't know if that that question is coming up anytime soon. What's but, in your four hundred one k? Any hot picks for us coming up this uh, off season? Um, this should really really make a cold shiver run down Angel fans' spines. He was asked about the season. He was asked about the year that they just came off of, and this is what he said. Since I joined the major leagues, the team has not been winning, and we didn't have much prospect of going beyond the regular season. So in the latter half of the season, psychologically, it was more stressful. And, of course, I feel down occasionally when I can't hit or when my pitches are hit. Okay, let me stop right there. Mm -hmm. Let's just stipulate that 
sometimes stuff gets lost in translation with this stuff, that there's no context, there's no tone, that this could be more damaging or less based sure. on... We're just reading it off a quote just here. Just yep. reading it from mm-hmm. translated from Japanese to English and taking it at, at face value. Psychologically, it was more stressful the latter half of the season. We didn't have much prospect of going beyond the regular. This is at least the second time since the end of the season where he's basically said, losing sucks and I don't like it. Being on a team that has no prospects of playing meaningful games is not why I'm here. I do not want to continue to be in a situation where we don't have a chance to play in games beyond the regular season. It this is not one time. This is more than one time. Mm-hmm. And if you're an angel executive, an owner, Artie Moreno, and you're putting together your roster for next year, you're not only trying to get better for 2022 so you can compete, win the National, American League West and whatnot, you're basically auditioning for Shohei Otani and whether yep. or not he's going to stay. It is a huge, huge offseason for them because if they get it wrong again and they're out of the playoff race by the All-Star break again – why stay? So you said something. You know, you said you tried to position it towards Angel fans. It should send a shiver down Angel fans' spine. Um, I disagree completely. I think this is exactly what you want to hear if you're an Angel fan. Wait, wait. You're telling me the most exciting player in baseball that represents my squad is basically putting the franchise in on notice that if you don't come through and you don't deliver, this isn't on Angel. This is on every executive like you just mentioned, Artie Moreno like you just mentioned. Put out a squad that's competing. Put out a team that can showcase how great Shohei Otani is during meaningful baseball in September as you, you know, you're kind of getting closer to the playoffs and potentially in October. That I, I think if you're a fan, I, I wish this happened more in sports. You know, I've said this before to you, Trav, about Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. Dame going out and signing that extension with the Portland Trailblazers, you know what it just did to that franchise? It took a lot of pressure off that franchise. It did. Because the only thing that really, truly puts pressure on a franchise is when you have your franchise player and you're not in a market where you can just go recycle and get a new franchise player and a new franchise player. When that franchise player says, I won't play for your squad if you don't figure this out. If you don't figure this out, they're okay, yes, the fan base might be mad at me to an extent here, but when I explain to them that the most important thing to me is winning and you're not coming out with a winning product – I think this is what you want to hear from your angel fan base. And you put those executives up there who are worth X amount of dollars, put them on notice, run your franchise better, or you're going to lose one of the best in the league. Yeah, but see, I think we're looking at it differently. The angel fans know that they won't get it right. The angel fans have seen this front office group put together a team that every year has the same problem. The angels score a ton of runs. Mm -hmm. Angels have a lot of offense, and they can't pitch. Who needs pitching? Who needs pitching? And it's not like, look, sometimes you have a bad year where you think a guy's going to be good. He's sure, not. sure. Yeah, sure. a couple of guys that are good that just had off years. Maybe a guy Injuries happen. It, okay. All of those yep. things. Mm-hmm. This is the better part of a decade, okay? And we're going to get to this part in a second. But basically for Mike Trout's entire Angel career, mm-hmm. minus his first year, the Angels have been a non-factor because they don't pitch. So I don't see this as an Angel fan saying, oh, Otani's putting him on notice. Now they got to fix it. I hear – He's, he knows the problem the same way I do. He knows they can't fix it, and now I'm getting I'm basically lining it up so I can walk out the door because he's, they've got him for two more years under contract. Yep. But he can make it wildly uncomfortable for them if he's saying, Look, I'm not sticking around for this. So if you want something from me, you better do it now. 
he can really start to squeeze them. And this is the part that Mike Trout has either, at least not publicly, ever really put the pressure on the Angels. And by, by saying something along the lines of, guys, I'm Willie Mays. I, I, I cannot stick around for this. I want to play in important games. You've, you've made it very clear you cannot identify the right pitchers in the draft. You've made it very clear that you're incapable of signing high-level free agents to come here. You've made it very clear that you're not willing to go acquire these players at the deadline to try and get us over the top. He hasn't done any of those things. And so, I, I, don't get me wrong, I believe the Angels want to win games, but yeah, this, yeah. Is not, this is not one of those things. Like, when we talk about the Dodgers a lot, mm-hmm. and you watch them, and they go into the postseason, and it's just not quite the same team that you saw in the regular season. The offense kind of stalls a little bit. Maybe the pitching performances flatten out just a little bit. And you're kind of thinking, okay, what can we do to get – to fix this what can you do to get over the top but you're close over and over and over again it's a tweak here it's a guy here this is this is not complicated they don't pitch full stop and they and and it's been that way for 10 years and yet nobody's doing anything if i'm otani i love it if i'm an angel fan i'm terrified well i'll just say this and the the trout thing i think is very interesting you're right about that why did why hasn't trout over the last couple of years and like you said maybe he's doing it behind the scenes otani's doing it more publicly um i, I think the I, I think we're going to find out if the angels are if they're able to correct some things and give otani just give him some meaningful games in September. Let it come down to the players screwing up or not doing so. Or you know, we're having conversations about uh, well, it's the manager. It's a, give it. Let let that be the conversation. Not you have no chance by the time August first rolls around, and that's what's been the case for the Angels. All right, Lakers have the Bulls tonight. We get to see Alex Caruso, and they got a little bit of a bounce from a quasi new guy yesterday. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.